1: Tannis McRae is in the (laughs) house, everybody. We're talking about, we're just going to keep talking because we're like talking before the show. (laughs) So talk, 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 right? Look, it's fun until someone gets poked in the eye. Not the E, right? Not the E-Y-E. The I. I. The letter I. I love what I love what Tanis puts <laughs> together because you know, there's a part of doing a show that has to do with talk radio or podcasting. There's a part and an element of it that I just love with our hosts and what they do. And the part that I love is we do not beat around the bush, we're creative in how we deliver. But when I think about Tanis McRae, not just creativity, but powerfully creative in the messaging, the messenger, the delivery, and the relevance of the time we live in. Um, You're gonna hear a lot about what she is all about, but more importantly, when we look at this topic today, this it's fun until someone gets poked in the eye. This is about our relationships with each other. And I'm not talking, Dennis, look, I'm not talking (laughs) like the love, I'm talking about the re, the relationships, right? Yes. Let's get started at the top. But before we do, tell me a little bit, first of all, of why this topic's important and how this is part of your evolutionary, self-described message to the world
2: talking to myself <laughs> that's exactly i think people have a tendency to go external and there's no resolution external there's a lot of uh attempt at control there's a lot of um he said she said they said you know all of that and it's not internal that's external now we know you have no control over external anything but you have a hundred percent control over internal everything but that's why relationships are so awesome and i mean everyone is i'm gonna just say that in a general statement everyone struggles in at least one relationship at one point in their life and that's the point that's the point I, i read a book um neil donald walsh's conversations with god and in it he said in the absence of anyone else you are not because it's the context it's the separation it's the relativity and that's what allows us to decide well who do i want to be so who do i want to be in relationship to that but somehow somewhere that got all confused and we're like well i'm my experiences and i'm my relationships and i'm my failures and i'm my successes and i'm my past and i'm my story and and that's Well, it's true, but it's not true. It's true. What parts of those things do you want to choose to continue to do, be, have, or which ones don't serve you anymore, right? right? And it's only in the relationship with other people that you even actually can figure that out. No kidding, right? (laughs) You
1: know, I made a statement a number of years ago when the show was crust busting, and back then... I I was just out like having fun. I didn't understand anything about anything about marketing, nothing, nothing about any of that. Cause, and I still don't know a whole lot about it. I'm still, this is the message I want to bring the message. Crust busting was, now I know the term, the brand. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a brand. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I found interesting about the energy of that and the energy of that show was that. I wanted to connect with people because I wanted to try to help them live life full out. I didn't want people to step in the potholes that I stepped into in my life. Mm -hmm. And out of the gate one day, and I got a comment back from uh, Edelman, the PR firm. Mm -hmm. And their comment was about crust busting. They even called me about it and they talked to me about it. And I said, well, my God, I like hours of talk radio. What was it? What was it that got y'all's attention? Uh, And by the way, can I use your quote as a testimonial, right? And he said, you made this statement that I found interesting. And you said, everything is about everyone else. That if we were supposed to be focusing on the just us, each of us would have gotten our own planet. (laughs) And I mean, it sounded like just, something I would say, right? Yeah. But I do believe that because I've never learned anything outside of being in the context of another person, another group. But tell me about that from your perspective, that these relationships, this thing you just described, helps us literally
2: pinpoint Mm -hmm. that arrow to ourselves. Absolutely. And it comes because you're going to have an experience of what that person triggered inside of you. And if you miss the point and you're say, "Oh, he made me mad, she made me mad, they made me mad." That's all external people. But really you say, "I'm actually the one feeling mad here." So, you know, it's easy to choose peace when you're in the middle of peace. That's what I would say, right? But boy, to choose not anger in the middle of anger. Now we're talking. And that's how come talking to myself get poked in the eye. You're going to get poked in the eye. People are going to trigger you. You're going to have feelings. We all have feelings. And the whole idea is what do I want to be in relationship to the feeling that that person just triggered in me? They didn't make me angry. I experienced anger because of what they said, did, or created whatever. But the responsibility becomes mine because I'm the one having the feeling. Yeah. But very few people do that. Very few people go, well, oh, I'm going to take personal responsibility for the feeling you created in me. <laughs> no. Right. And that's where all relationships actually self-destruct. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? If,
1: if we don't figure that out, like I'm talking to everybody out there that hasn't figured it out yet because I figured it out, but I haven't figured out what to do about it in the bigger context. I'm now more aware of it. I now understand it more. And boy, did my feelings get hurt? Yeah. Um, But here's the thing. This point of this that you're bringing up is literally that beautiful gateway. It's a portal. I don't know if you saw Doctor Strange. If you know who Doctor Strange do is know or the Avengers, is. right? Right. Right. So the the hero of the movie is is not Captain Mar you know Marvel. It is really Doctor Strange with the time warp thing,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: he creates a portal. And I was watching this again last night because we are now watching reruns ten times in a row right now, <laughs> so that we can talk about them because we're all confined here. Uh, In a positive way, but it hit me last night. And, you know, I always prepare for the show, but he created this portal. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I've got to talk to you about it because it's a portal that will allow us to walk through Yes, and how we show up on the other side of the portal, we might be given the portal, but how we show up, Mm -hmm. that is us how do we let's talk about this how do we get there and the reason i say how do we get there because if we don't get there there's something that's going to happen which we're going to talk about in the next segment that will literally stop us dead in our tracks we will be
2: in quicksand right yep and you know the port that's i love the word portal Um, And the reason why is because uh, we've always called it a doorway or an opening. So before, when someone hurt your feelings and you went into anger or upset or you, um, revenge, betrayal, I don't know, there's there's all yummy sorts of stuff people do when that happens. (laughs) But what what you can do, simply do, is go, oh, this is an opportunity, this is a portal. What am I going to find if I actually walked in it? What if I just let myself have the feeling, didn't try to avoid it, didn't try to change it, didn't try to project it? What if I just went, wow, I'm angry right now. Okay. Well, that made me angry. Okay. I'm experiencing anger because of that. And naturally, often naturally, it's a normal natural response to the circumstance. And so there you go. You have a feeling. There you go. You're having a feeling.
1: Uh, I was watching a, a series that's on television. My friend said, look, Pat, since you're home, doing nothing, right? <laughs> watch this series. And I was watching a um, uh, one of the episodes last night. It was between two people. And one of them was, the woman was having a baby. And they both went in to listen to the baby's heartbeat for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you can see them both in the doctor's office and the mom with the baby and hearing in the heartbeat. And the other person comes out with a comment like, it sounds like, oh, my God, what did, what did you say? It sounds like a 100 elephants walking in mud, in mud or something. And, and, and then later, what happens between them, the one person says, I got to confess to you. I know you're so happy about this baby, but I absolutely felt nothing. And so that's a moment where you that this could go really bad, right? Right. So the person is very sincere. Like, hon, I didn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Watch the other character and all of my project, all of my own stuff is like, what do you mean you didn't? (laughs) I mean, I just like went off, and there was this pause, and the other person, the woman, says to to the other says. Oh my God, I'm so, give a big hug. I'm so happy. This is great. And I'm thinking, all right, what? And the woman says, you shared how you're feeling. And the other person says, but I'm sharing that I didn't feel anything. And the other person says, yes, not feeling something is a feeling. And I was like, Whoa. But this is an example of relationships. And I got to ask you this question. When we come back, when we're in the context of our relationships with others, that is an act of courage coming forward. Are we willing, Tanis, are we really willing to come forward with that level of truth telling? Or do we want to come back and say, you know what? I didn't feel anything because I didn't like that doctor. So I was like focused on the doctor and not my little baby's heartbeat. So I didn't feel anything because that doctor was just not cool. Let's take a break. Everybody know what I'm saying? We're (laughs) going to have a short break when we come back. Tannis McCray is in the house. Going to give you lots of information about Tannis. And more importantly, when we come back, humanity's poison. Can you guess what it is? 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back.
2: Preceding audio was via a Skype call. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For
0: more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart. On transformationtalkradio.com. If you've ever had a broken heart, you know how painful that can be and how long it can sometimes take to heal it. I'm Megan Edge, author of The Heart's Journey Healing Hearts, Oracle Cards, and Guidebook, published with Balboa Press and Hay House. In The Heart's Journey, I share with you my own heartbreak and how I healed it through the beautiful hearts that found me in nature. From taking photographs of these hearts for myself, I've created this beautiful toolkit which includes the guidebook which has my story, how to work with oracle cards as a healing tool, and the story of each of these hearts as they cross my path. I've also created a beautiful journal, there's a pen, a bookmark, and of course the 42 healing hearts oracle cards. You can order The Heart's Journey Healing Hearts Oracle Cards and Guidebook through my website, meganedge.ca, through Balboa Press, Amazon, and many other places online or your local shops. I look forward to hearing about your heart's healing.
2: It's time to shake out your money-making truth on soul wisdom abundance with Jennifer Bloom,
1: creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at jenniferbloom.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's fun until someone gets poked in the eye the letter I. And this is uh, Tanis McRae joining me here today. Do you ever wonder why someone can just say words out of their mouth and what happens? Your feelings get hurt. Or how about the words that are directed at you over and over, how can they undermine, how can they destroy your self-esteem But what is actually going on? I mean, there's also an energy too here about what happens, this thing you're gonna talk about here in a minute, humanity's poison, that when it happens, I have not seen anything shut off creative possibilities than this particular thing. Before we do, please let folks know one, how they listen to your show, how they get to know you better, how they get to work with you, all of the above.
2: Sure. Uh, Well, I have a Tannis Central, you know, www.tannismcrae.com and um, Tannis with one N. I'm a one N Tannis and uh, M-C-R-A-E is how you spell my last name. And everything is on there. I do one on one sessions. I'm actually just started a custom mentoring program where you decide what you want for your mentoring program and we put it, we build it from the ground up. I also am doing workshops. I just finished one called sensitivity is your superpower. And it was amazing. And how to, and this was, it was very timely actually, because it's about how to be in the world when the energy is very, very focused. And right now it's been very focused on something negative or um, dense. I don't see energy as good or bad. I see it as heavy or light. And it's the energy has been very heavy. And so empaths, people who feel other people's stuff, I mean, they can really be knocked off their pins from that. So it was a really timely workshop. The next one starts on March 26th, all online. So while you're voluntarily having all this time within, you can uh, you can join me online and we're going to do Trust Your Intuition. And this is all about slowing down enough. Hey, how timely. <laughs> slowing down, getting quiet, getting focused, getting oriented so that you can hear that um, wider expanded voice of your intuition, of sort of connecting into the energetics, your sixth sense. So where you're getting information from where it seems like nowhere, but obviously everywhere. <laughs> and uh, and then the one I'm having, which again, timely, uh, that starts in April is called And that one is all about actually going into your Hey, Tannis, uh, can you do me a favor, Tannis?
0: Hey, Tannis, can you just repeat that last thing you just said? The internet kind of goovered up a little bit. Sure. Yeah, so everyone can hear it again. Thanks.
2: Thanks, Ben. Yes, absolutely. So I have another workshop starting in April. It's called Walking Through Shadow. And this is all about actually walking into your suffering, like on purpose. Like saying, okay, you know, this was how I suffered. And it's about being in fear without being afraid. It's about being vulnerable without being afraid. And that is a six-week course because it that's a beautiful opportunity for us to really stay in the eye when we're getting poked. And so it could be stuff that comes from your past, stuff that's happening or worries that will be coming. And uh, those yeah. are, yeah, and we have one-on-one. I also do one-on-one sessions, again, online. So yeah. super easy to find me, super easy. Always have fun, if you will, always fun. No, I get it.
1: You are fun. (laughs) You're like a fun. Uh, I mean, I can't think of another person that I want to talk about, about what we're talking about right now, because there is a fun side to some things and you're right. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. But there's also a creative side and you have found a very creative way, Tannis, to really talk about some very important things. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. Before the break, I said, we're going to talk about humanity's poison, but I didn't say what it was because I wanted you to talk about it, but I'm very excited about talking about this because you are right. All across the headlines, this thing is now up in everybody's face. Tell us what it is. It
2: is blame. It's blame. (laughs) it's finger pointing it's uh, it's you know you blame and, and and people don't think of this as being uh, something that stops you they think of it as being proactive often right they think of I'm gonna get on that cause and I'm gonna I'm gonna change things now blame is a lot different than advocation you know we're not that's not an advocation. you're not being an advocate you're being rigid and with and and limited. So blame has literally been poisoning humanity since the first person pointed the finger, right? And you know that old saying, when you point your finger, look how many are pointing back at you, you know? So if you point with your pointer finger, you can count three more fingers pointing back at you. And so it's not also that you shouldn't blame. It's that you should be conscious of why you're doing it. Because everyone is going to blame somebody for something. But as soon as you can get out of that feeling, you'll wanna go back to those three fingers pointing back at you and go, okay, all right, what kind of power do I have in this? So rather than always going external, which is he, she, they, you know, it, even it, um, is about pointing the finger. And what that does is it separates you from your own personal power. Because now all of a sudden the power is over there. It's not over here. Or the, or the, so that's what blame does. It says you need to solve the problem because I'm scared. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm broken. And none of that's true. Yeah. It's all about, well, who can I be in relationship to that? Who could I choose to be? It doesn't, and I want to, um, absolutely makes certain people understand. I'm talking about emotional blame here. I am not talking about physical. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't specialize in the physical health and well-being of anyone. Right. Um, My forte is what I feel people's emotions. So I'm talking about your emotional health and well-being here. So I'm not talking about blaming someone for hitting your car. I'm not talking about the physical world here, though it does leak out into there eventually. What I'm saying is this is about your emotional health. And who are you blaming for your emotional health and well being? And and I have just seen that when people stay in the pattern of blame, they create illness. They create yep. they create um no creativity do you know what i mean they get so rigid they get so and they get so afraid there is so much fear in the blame game because of course there's no control as soon as you pop that outside of you you have lost control of now who's going to make me feel better so somebody made me feel bad well now you have to do something to make me feel better and it never works it's always temporary so blame is humanity's poison because yeah we blame each other we blame our partners we blame our children we blame the government we blame the weather <laughs> that's always a funny one we can't do anything about the weather you know my dad used to say you know what no we kidding did, you know what we did in the old days when it rained right. yeah you know, what dad what did we do we let it rain you know <laughs> that's what he always said <laughs> and yeah. so it's about really going okay If I don't point the finger, if I don't go external with what I'm feeling, I'm going to have to go internal. And do you know how scary that is? Do you know why um, voluntary isolation and non-voluntary isolation is so scary right now? Oh, tell us. Tell
1: us. Because I'm a voluntary.
2: Because you're going to have to deal with the person who's actually living your life who's actually making all of your choices, who's actually deciding how, how, how healthy they are, you're gonna have to go with it because you've just now been isolated from all the distractions that didn't really, you didn't have time for it before, right? In 2013, I was on a retreat in Sedona, Arizona and I was in the middle of a medicine wheel and we were told you can ask any question that you want when you're in the medicine wheel and then listen for the answer. So I asked how, how are we gonna change this world? How are we gonna stop this poison from poisoning everyone, continuing to poison everyone? And the message I got was the battle will be fought within and it will be fought with light. And I was like, what? Mm. And what I come to understand about that was that this isn't an external thing that's attacking you this isn't a virus this is an internal thing this is coming from the inside I know what's coming I just saw my thing might have blipped there I know that my it's, the virus is outside but yeah. really But really, it's actually something that's going to come arise from the inside. So it may have been triggered by an external thing, but the inside of you is going to be what's sick. So it's kind of like a masterclass here. There's a masterclass going on of what kind of control do I have over my mental health and well-being, my physical health and well-being, my, my spiritual health and well-being, and my emotional health and well-being. And I say, why not take the time to tackle how you deal with blame? <laughs> you got all this time. Why not go, okay, when every time I feel the impulse to blame someone, a race, a country, a government, a neighbor, or someone on the airplane I was with two weeks ago, when I feel that impulse, what if I just stop for a moment? What if I just stop and I take a breath and I, and I go inside and I say, well... What kind of control do I have over me? Yeah. What yeah. do I want to say about what do I want to say to me? Because blame creates separation. Yeah. And separation's not going to get us through this.
1: No, it's not. And one of the things that I'm noticing, and this is what people, you know, as well are looking at it's this, you know, here we are, uh, greatest minds on the planet. And we have an opportunity for everybody to come together. And so what happens two two or three days ago, we start seeing this blame thing. Uh, We didn't really do it. You people, U.S. military did it. So we're starting to see fingers being pointed, right, as opposed to let's collaborate, let's Mm -hmm. come together, you know, let's figure this out. And it's really fascinating when you see this, you know, what I call this little, you know, the the, the three countries going at it right now about it. Um, Iran, China, and the United States about this. Uh, Iran is second to China with the spread. And so these three are going at it while all the other countries are going to solution about it. And I find it interesting, right? is there a reason to find out the source? Yeah, like anything, it would be great to find out the source. But is that where you're gonna put your time or are you going to put your time to exit the blame game? Mm -hmm. And I wanna talk with you when we come back is how do we exit the blame game? And what does that then do? What portal does that create for us to walk through? Tannis McCrae in the house. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back.
0: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.
1: Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Merworld Radio with me, Amira Beth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit Ameribeth.com. Hey, how's it going? If it's stressful or just plain exhausting, New Light Living is here to ask, Is this the way you want to live? Join me, your intuitive spiritual life coach and host, Ulrika Sullivan, every week on New Light Living. Discover the power of creative tools to start living every day as your ideal dream day. See your life in the new light. To learn more, visit newlightliving.com. Are you ready to awaken to your divine and true potential? Tune into a spirited exchange radio with me, Carrie Kadambi, every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We discuss the evolution of the modern mind and how the power of awakening, healing and connecting allows us to step into living a life
0: of love in action. For more information about me, visit the TheDivineGuidanceGift.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator Dr. Monica each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com Living a richly abundant life sound too good to be true? Listen in to Richly Abundant Women with Julie Steelman on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Embrace a vibrant future of breaking free
2: financially and creating a richly abundant life filled with prosperity and growth. To learn more about Julie Steelman and Richly Abundant Women, visit www.JulieSteelman.com.
1: What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune into Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff. Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Tannis McRae, look it, look it, look it. <laughs> it's fun until someone gets poked in the eye. And and how did you get poked in the eye? Well, I'll tell you there are a couple ways, but we're talking about a couple things. When we say I, it's the letter I. And what will get you poked in it? Is it somebody else sort of calling you out? Is it the realization that, wait a minute, I might be blaming my server for this this and this? Or do I have to look inside and say, well, Pat, now the server has crashed five times with weekend visits of over 5 million. Don't you think you should get a bigger server, Pat? And so these are things that happen in every days of our life in business. Today, I decided, based on getting some news, that I had unknowingly been around someone that, and I say could, could have had the virus and still has coughing and symptoms of it. And I decided I am staying home because I'm, I, I'm in a 14-day window, but then I was around, uh, you know, one of the partners in the relationship literally in my house the other day And I thought, I don't know enough about this thing for me to get up and walk in and be around Jessica, Olivia, and Zach. And who knows what else, right? I mean, you don't know. So I had to look at that. I could have blamed this, blamed that, blamed my doctor. I don't know. I could have done it. But it wouldn't have gotten me to the solution to say, you should stay home. Now, Tennis, let's talk about that. How Mm -hmm. do you get from the blame game portal to that state where you could look and say, wait a minute, there's a responsibility I have in my life, whether it's this, whether it's a job, whether it's raising kids, whether it's, you know, contributing, volunteering, whether it's having a web, whatever that is, we've got to go from the you to the Mm -hmm. I. How do we get there?
2: remarkably you stop and you feel how do I feel I'm going to tell you that when you get into blame you rarely feel the feeling of resolution rarely you rarely will feel the feeling of resolution so think about what does resolving or solving a problem feel like what does it feel like just generally just academically what does when I solve a problem what do I feel like when I feel like I came up with a resolution what do I feel like when you're blaming that feeling is almost always absent because it's going outside of you. So instead, like you said, I'm going to make the decision to voluntarily choose this. And how do you feel about that? I feel empowered. Not, you don't feel helpless. You don't feel hopeless. You say, okay, I'm going to take some personal responsibility for my own choices. Now, the word self-empowerment, you know how that's a real buzzword? I love to change buzzwords. I like to to change them and actually get to the bottom of what they mean. And instead of self-empowerment, let's exchange the word power with the word choice. So self-choices. All of a sudden, if you're blaming, you're saying someone took my power away. No, you're just choosing not to choose. So now you're choosing and you feel like you resolved it inside of you this is the best way to move yourself through and out of the blame game is to go in and say, how do I feel? How do I feel when you're blaming, you feel upset. You feel confused. You feel doubt. You feel angry. You feel like you need to write a letter. You need to all of that. And none of that is wrong, but I'm saying rarely does it feel like a resolution or a solution. And that's the key point here. So instead you say, I'm going to advocate. I want to I phone my boss and I want to say, you know what? I think I've been exposed to this. I'm going to stay home for the safety of myself and the people around there. Who's going to say no, right? That's an advocating. That's not saying, you know what? I went on the other day and some guy got me sick <laughs> and now I can't come in and I'm going to lose my job. Wow. Just choices coming <laughs> back in and going. What would I like to choose for me? And how does it make me feel? Not and, and really, if you can do it in the absence of fear. So wait till fear has sort of ran its course. It's temporary, right? right? It's not gonna be there forever in the day. When maybe you're gonna stop and have a cup of coffee and the fear kind of abates for a minute. That's when you wanna sort of do that internal conversation, not in a heightened state. Anybody in a heightened emotional state is not gonna solve a problem, okay? This is not gonna happen you solve problems when you're oriented, when you're solid, when you're in your in your own in your own choice, in your own power. So in my book, I talk about these and I call them wound pokers. You see I love I love new words. Yeah, so, it's cool. Wound poker. What's a wound poker? So someone comes up and is like, "You did this and you did that and you and you you're like, "Oh my god, you're hurting my feelings. Like, you're so mean. I can't believe you just <laughs> said that about me. You take that back." you could go all the way right and you're like and then oh that that story now goes on for years right and do you know what she said barbara said to me right like it is just like boom you got wounded you got you got a wound poked so in the past what we have done is pointed the finger and blamed you hurt my feelings you made me angry you cheated on me you betrayed me all of that all right doesn't solve the problems or the whole of humanity would have no problems Okay. Because we've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. So instead, this is what I say to my clients. When you get poked, stop, feel the feeling, then look down and think, oh, I did not know that was there. Thanks for pointing it out. I didn't know that wound was there. I didn't know I was really attached to what you just said. I didn't know that was going to hurt me. Well, no, I do. Right. No, I know it hurts okay, I'm going to go do my self work. I'm going to go find out how come that word hurt me? How come that accusation hurt me? How come? How come I feel that way? And then I'm going to take personal responsibility for how I feel. One of my favorite things after teaching this course, I and I we'd spent a lot of time on wound pokers, one of the people in the course said, oh, I can't wait till someone hurts my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's what I love. It's it's just taking some personal responsibility for a moment and going, okay, if it's not their fault and part of it is mine, I mean, part of it's theirs, they triggered it. But the biggest part is I'm the one having the feeling. I'm the one feeling wounded. I need, and I'm a self-healing organism, right? Does people forget that? Do they forget that if you cut your finger, it'll heal?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Every day and every minute of the day, <laughs> because we're not taught about that when we get emotional wounding. Right, that is the one thing we are not taught about. Okay. As a matter of fact, I think we're we're you know taught the opposite. Mm-hmm. At least you know I don't think this has changed. You know, in the workplace, working in corporate America for, wow, thirty years. Let's say, uh, leave your emotions at the door. Leave your personal business at the door. Leave it at the door. I mean, how many times have we heard that in one form or the other, right? And, you know, what's also interesting is what I what I saw as women, and we went through this period of time where we're still debating as to whether men and women should have leave for raising a child, but we heard the kind of shame and blame that would go on with women that would have to take time and stay home. Now, of course, things have changed, right? But primarily, it still is women that have to call in and say, I have to stay home with my kid today, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or the factory that decides it, now my friend tells me this is the way they decide, it's like, hello, I make more money, so you stay home. However it is, somebody stays home, but in the end, there is a stigma associated for that. So how do we learn how to express ourselves in a way that gives us that, that that step into freedom?
2: Well, I say, first of all, go back to what does this, how does this make me feel? What am I putting as my priority, right? And I think we're in a space right now, really important transition, because that aspect is dying away and it's dying really fast right now like right now in this today because my husband works away from home but he can actually work from home now do you know 20 years ago hmm, not so much right there's more options there's more advocation there's more opportunity and there's more creativity on how to manage the village rather than um, sort of capitalism without a soul and capitalism with a soul, <laughs> right. do you know what I mean? So if greed is what's, or I'm not gonna say greed, safety and security, let me change that word. I don't like the word greed. I like the word, because most people, it's safety and security. That's that's what they're going to work for. They want to have a good a good life for themselves and their family and the people coming after them and their grandchildren. They, they're not, it's not greed. It's um safety and security. It so,
1: absolutely is. I agree with you, I studied it. And, that, and, you know, I studied it because I experienced it. And I'll never forget this, tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, I had put down an entire, this is my, when I went to the graduate program, you know, that I, that I went through at Claremont right before the doctorate, I had to take my master's again. And I said, I've got to study job insecurity. I've mm-hmm. got to do it because I'm watching what's happening to people here. Mm -hmm. I'm watching how it's affecting their well-being, their lives, their emotions, their family. And not just to the people that are losing their jobs, but are the people staying. Mm -hmm. And I did a full year research on this, on everything from, you know, what the impact is to well-being. And I remember something interesting about the process. I was not a a student. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know the rules of the student game. And that is, you don't put your name on any paper without your faculty member on it. I didn't know that because right. I came from a business world. Right. But I would the paper was accepted into a uh, a presentation because what was studied it was exactly what you were talking about. Right. Because in the world we live in, it's show me. Right. Show me. So we have to study things. We have to work through the algorithms. But in the end, what you're talking about is, look, if we are meant to feel insecure, especially at that bottom rung of Maslow's hierarchy model,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if we are hit there, ooh, look out. That's right. It's like you're entering the realm of the walking dead right there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um,
1: and we're- At we need to pay attention and have some compassion for that because there are people that are feeling wounded right now
2: of course this you know blame and wounds i'm not trivializing them they're real The pain is pain and don't compare it to anybody else's because your pain is your pain it doesn't matter where it is on the scale there is no scale so it's but it's about that's why i'm saying go internal. That You get so helpless and hopeless when you think nobody has your back out there. There you go. And so now it's about saying, okay, well, what if I have my back? What if I'm the advocator? You know, when my oldest son was 17, I'll never forget, he came in to the kitchen and he goes, you know, mom, I just realized I've never had the luxury of blaming anyone for how I turned out. And I was like, what? He goes, well, you have always said to me that this is my journey and whether I succeed or fail is up to me. And he's like, and I can't blame anyone for who I am. And I'm like, no, of course not. And, and isn't that beautiful that a 17-year-old has come to this realization? I can't blame anyone or anything. I'm, I'm the writer of my story. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's what I see coming in from this uh internal journey and believe me this is the blame game not a short game there's i'm sorry there's no vaccine for it there is no it is a long game <laughs> it is a long game because it's ingrained in our humanity right it's been there for a long long time but why not try something new i always say to people why not just try it just see i know myself i would never ask someone to do something i haven't done and one of the things i did is I actually held myself responsible for blame, both internal and external. Internal blame, more poisonous than external blame. Did you know that? So when you start blaming yourself, you say, I, I, I didn't do this right. I hurt that person. When you start blaming yourself, you're, you're going to attack your immunity system so deeply Your self-respect, your ability to resolve, your ability to feel safe and secure, you're going to exist in fear because that blame is that poisonous. And so it's not about taking no blame. It's about taking responsibility because things happen, life happens, but it's about shifting blame to the word responsibility. What if I, instead of blaming, I just took some responsibility for me? Yeah.
1: I'll tell you. Wow. I mean, when you learn that one thing, yes. And you, and I, I want to say to everybody listening, this is the kind of thing you got to practice. Yeah. You got to try it on, right?
2: Every day, all day.
1: And, and it's okay. <laughs> it's There's okay. no perfection gene nope. that you have for this. No. We have to try it on, and everything is going to be different.
2: But man, what a sense of freedom, right, Freedom. Tennis? Oh, freedom. You can't imagine the freedom that comes from, and you know, one of the, I did it in a simple way. I decided I would never protest cancellations. So when someone canceled a session, I would be like, oh, Lee, you honor you. That's always my answer. And I have had people go, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, no. I'm like, well, don't yeah. you want, don't, I was like, no, don't you want your money back? And I'm like, I was, or don't you want, I said, no, I'll, I'll refund you. And here is, and you honor you. They're like, really, how do you run a business like that? I said, ethically. Exactly. They run it ethically because now uh, they don't feel pressure. So I'm like, okay, I have to cancel my appointment. Absolutely. Absolutely. You honor you. And it happens a lot when people actually make an appointment, they often get sick right before they come to see me because the body starts the energy is doesn't care about time and distance so the energy starts to work with them immediately I'm an energy therapy worker it's energy that's working here and so as soon as they make then they get sick I'm always like excellent okay you postpone (laughs) until you're not sick and they're like are you what but that's the beauty of it the beauty of of trust it's going to be okay how about I meet you where you're at? Then you'll meet me where I'm at. To me, that's ethics. That's the moral compass. That, and I have never suffered because of it. I haven't either. And it
1: is that kind of thing, where when you step back and you look at it and you ask yourself the question, you know, what is my motivation from having a reaction in this way or this way? You know, what is it that I is at the core? Right. Um, and somebody said something interest me, interesting to me over the weekend. They said, "We're we're curious about what you all are going to be doing." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "What exactly are you meaning? What are we going to be doing?" And they remembered that in 2010, in the middle of what some people call the worst economic whatever that language is. Yes. In the middle of that, we decided to launch an entire network. And so now they're asking, what what are you gonna surprise us with this time? (laughs) And so the answer is real simple. We just happened to have the timing of our new technology. Merrick just finished it and sent it to us to review. So there are some things that are naturally going to happen which look like in the middle of this, we've expanded. But we've planned for them. I will say the one thing we are looking at doing is putting up a channel specifically for people to get information via our app and podcasting. So you don't have to go through TV. So we're we're looking at doing something like that. But in the end, it is a it is a energetic lesson and being true to oneself i think
2: 100
1: and i think that's the work you do is you do. help people get there yes. so that they can see that one it's safe yes two it's freeing and three you may have to learn a few things
2: but you know learning is fun <laughs>
1: yeah it is i agree um, i love to learn yeah i love to learn um look please give out your website. Thank you for today. Let folks know how they can work with you. And I would love to know your personal
2: message. I live by this personal message. If you don't decide who you are in the experience, the experience will decide who you are. (laughs) And it comes down to that. So if you want to be the experience of blame, then it will decide who you are. If you want to be the experience of of um personal choice then that's what you'll get it's you know it's the self-fulfilling prophecies it is and you can always find me at tannismcrae.com, and you can go through the transformation talk radio site and there you'll find me click on my website and there you'll find me i'm so easy to find it's ridiculous (laughs) wherever
1: you think we wherever you think she is she will be there i will be there (laughs) just i tell
2: people that all the time just think of me i'll be there Oh my gosh, Tannis
1: McRae, I'm Dr. Pat And you all are you The best listening audience on the planet Lots more to come on Transformation Talk Radio Tannis, thank you so much
2: Well, thank you, Dr. Pat Thanks for the invitation
1: All right, everybody We're going to take a short break And when we come back More on TransformationTalkRadio.com We'll see you in a minute
2: The preceding audio was via a Skype call